Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What Billy up? This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> yes. He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Follow obsession, baby. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another Fall Obsession podcast. I will be your host today, Nick Powell, media production manager with Fall Obsession. Uh, today, I am sitting at the table with two good buddies of mine, uh, Brody Eakin. Oh, I mean, Aiken. Unbelievable. Just kidding. Unbelievable. Uh, and Mr. Chance Nelms. Glad to be here. You sure it's not Nelms? <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get started, guys... Um, I just had to give a shout out to Vapple Products. If you have not yet, go to vapleproducts.com. Check out all the stuff they got. They have tons of of good uh, product online. They have long range attractant. They have wind checkers. They have scent covers, all sorts of stuff. So uh, go to vapleproducts.com. Check them out. The reason we have uh, you two on the podcast today is to talk about a hunt that we went on how long ago was it? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Yeah, about, uh, about four weeks. We went f- on first a... First week in November. That's right. That's right. So it was a little over a month ago. We went on a sandhill crane hunt. And a lot of people don't know, and I don't know what y'all's experience are, but every time I tell people what what we what we did, they're like, what? You can actually hunt cranes? Um, and so the first thing I want to do is kind of get into how y'all heard about crane hunting and how y'all came, how this whole thing kind of came to be. Yeah. So I grew up hunting, uh, waterfowl and dove didn't get into the big game thing until, uh, my early adulthood. Um, but I remember going with my uncle, um, in Oklahoma when it first opened up up there. And I, I don't remember the year, but I was young, probably probably 11 or 12 
and we hunted all day and you could only shoot uh, two birds back then and uh so i've done it once before but i hadn't done it since and i remember how much fun it was though and uh it goes along with any other hunt we go on it's just an adventure and when you're shooting something hunting something that you haven't been on it's just cool it's just really cool different experience different country you're in you know but brody's the one that kind of set it all up yeah brody how'd you first hear about it so this started roughly a year ago and chance had brought up that we should try to go crane hunting there around vernon where he deer hunts and yeah. so we talked to some guides and some outfitters and stuff and could never really make it happen uh friend of mine from amarillo uh he recommended he's like hey give this give this guy a call they they hunt cranes and stuff and so ended up being toby brolin from cadillac creek and i got a hold of him and shout out it was uh, roughly in December, and he's like, you know, the cranes have kind of cleared out of this country. He said, we're just doing goose hunting right now. We really hunt crane, you know, in the month of November normally, and they kind of migrate out of here, and they spend more the winter, you know, yeah. around Lubbock or uh, Sweetwater, Texas. And so kind of in the conversation with him back and forth, we decided to try to book a goose hunt. And so we ended up, you and I and another yep. buddy, went goose hunting with with them up there in Amarillo, uh, the very end of January, 2020. Yep. It was like January 20th or something like that. It was one of like the that. last weeks, weekends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and had a blast. Was, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, and that was the first time that I've ever waterfowl hunted at all. And so I guess you could say it's kind of like shooting, kind of like your son Cord did, uh, shot a giant deer, his first buck ever. You shoot a giant buck, your first buck you can't go down from there, you know? And so I kind of got spoiled with, uh, with Cadillac Creek cause they, they definitely put you on the birds. Um, but that goose hunt was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of like you and chance, just very limited waterfowl experience, just kind of jump shooting some ducks off some tanks and creeks and stuff basically. And I did go actually, duck hunting one time with a guy and it was cold and we, <laughs> you know no no ducks were even flying you know so but we decided to go out there and try this deal out and it was uh it was really neat uh we were we late they have you know like a hundred dozen silhouette decoys mm -hmm. and sock decoys set up in a um a grain field or a cut corn field we yep. were in the layout blind, layout blinds, laying in the decoys, mm -hmm. and the guides were calling. And a lot of people don't know that there's like half a million Canada geese, the lesser Canadas, that winter around the Amarillo area. And so it's almost like a kind of a untapped resource, or a lot, a lot of people don't know about it. Right? And yeah. They darn sure have the birds, and they those birds come up, start to fly at daybreak, and it's almost like a whirlwind of Canada geese yeah. flying over you and you're laying right there and they're coming right at you. It so. was, it was unbelievable how many geese were in the air. Like you could just look over the horizon and see them as far as you could see. Oh yeah. Waves and waves. Just we would like be half a million geese in the air. We'd is be what it seemed like. shooting some and like the next group is in the air yeah. coming like to you still. 500 yards back and they're, they're still, still coming. coming. Yeah. It's, it was, it was insane. It was cool on the crane hunt as well, how they mixed. I've yes. never seen that before, and I've seen a lot of birds out hunting, and those birds are flying in that V formation, but it was 
majority of the cranes right and there was the canadians mixed in like they were just part of the family that, that was crazy to me yeah because when we went it was cool crane hunting we went in uh like we said about a month ago so it was early november and um it wasn't goose season hadn't opened up yet and so uh we really had to kind of had to watch out when when they came and, and started mixing because it was illegal to shoot a goose how about the second day so we hunted two days mm-hmm. hunted and, two days and toby goes oh hey if y'all see a really tall white crane don't shoot it because it's a whooping crane and <laughs> yeah. they'll take you to federal prison like, <laughs> right. you didn't tell us yeah. that yesterday that, that was the a first possibility day. <laughs> but thanks for the heads up thousand dollar fine yeah what something, they're saying if you, something stupid if you shoot one of those things oh i've heard you know and i've heard those stories before yeah. uh about the whooping cranes and they're like well you'll know the difference and yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I don't want to <laughs> risk the rest of my life on it. Right, yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so did uh, so we came across Cadillac Creek last year, or I guess you came across them last year, Brody, and uh, you were looking to crane hunt first. Yes. And then crane season was over, and so we decided to goose hunt. Right. Is that, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So I didn't know that. I yeah. went. I went goose hunting with you last year, but I didn't. I didn't know no, that. No, it's uh, yeah. It started off as a deal to try to figure out a crane hunt. So that's crazy. It's kind of been you know semi bucket list thing. I've, I've kind of known about it for a few years. Yeah. Like hey, that you know they're really big and really awesome looking, and you, you hear about the table fair now. That's yes. You know the ribeye of the sky or whatever. So yeah. And we've all you, had to gotten the opportunity to enjoy some. Which chance gone. you've had a. <laughs> You've hunted them before, right? So you've you know about all about that. So, uh, but me and Brody got the uh, opportunity to try some for the first time at at this hunt. So uh, exquisite, good eats. Yes. In fact, I ate my twelve steaks the opening weekend of deer season. They're gone. So. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, you know, people. I think some people pretend to like wild game sometimes, mm-hmm. and there's no pretending that crane is legitimately mm-hmm. good. To eat. Yes. It, my my kids, both kids, liked it. So, uh, I'm a little. I, I wish I had enough to take to the fire station, but there's no way. I, I don't have right. enough cranes to take up yeah. there to them. So right. Yeah. They're on their own up there. <laughs> they got to come with us next year. I exactly. Guess. Exactly. That's the only negative to the whole thing is you only get three a day. So yeah. It's, it's uh. Man, I see it as kind of a negative <laughs> and a positive. Sure. Well, you yeah. know, kind of jumping ahead a little bit. We, the first day, the cranes weren't. They were coming in in smaller uh, flocks and a little bit longer shot, and it took us a while to to shoot to get our limit. Yeah, the first compared day, to the second day, we started at daybreak, and then we I think the first day we went to like nine nine thirty or something like that, and then the second day it was on. Yeah, so you know it's a I think it's a good and a bad thing with the yeah for sure with the the small bag limit, but you know I don't know I guess I trust. I trust Parks and Wildlife to be doing the right thing. Yeah. We're yeah. blessed to even be able to hunt them here, I guess. Absolutely. Had, Some states don't. A lot of states don't right. let you do it. We I talked think, uh, to, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. We talked to one of the guys from work who just came back from a hunt in Wisconsin. And yes, that's what. I guess the guys up there they were with were mentioning that, yeah, you can't hunt them at all here. Yeah. So. Unfortunately for them. Uh, so I'm kind of curious because you haven't hunted cranes before but you've hunted with Cadillac before, but you have hunted cranes before and you hadn't hunt with Cadillac. So 
I'm curious to hear what each of your expectations were before we went on the hunt. So whoever wants to go first. Yeah. So, um, with you guys already going with them, I had a good expectation of what we were getting into. And, uh, you know, you, you read and you look online and you watch uh, YouTube stuff on these different outfitters, but man, not to, not to downplay anything else that I've been with as far as outfitter guys, but sure, man, when a outfitters worthy of, of top shelf at Cadillac Creek definitely is, uh, you know, they made us feel like part of the family, part of the hunting, hunting group. And, uh, other thing is they they were prepared we had what 16 hunters uh, i think both days 16 or 17 their, their blinds were top notch they had everything set up and these cranes aren't just something that you can just you know walk out and just shoot you you gotta you gotta be still and, and trick them right because they're the decoys and stuff but they were they're pretty sharp they knew the uh, territory that they had uh least and like i said the blinds were right the dogs were right you know, they they took care of their dogs, which is really cool to see. You, yeah. you can go on some of these hunts where the guys don't tear care of their uh, their hunting companions, their dogs, and they had these guys all safety geared up and top notch, top yeah. shelf uh, outfit for sure. Everything everything really and beyond the, what I was expecting. Yeah. So, uh, Brody, I know you knew you going into it. You knew how um, Cadillac Creek worked. You knew they were awesome. But as far as hunting cranes versus geese, what what were your expectations? Uh, yeah, just to echo what Chance says, I was expecting a good time. And just from talking to those guys before, I knew that they had plenty of country leased and yeah. did their scouting and would, would put you on the birds, you know. But it's still hunting. It's a, you know, nothing's a guarantee. Right. So, right. but I, I knew that they were going to put us in a good position to be, have a good hunt. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the, and just the difference between geese and cranes, uh, it takes those cranes forever to come in when they yes. finally decoy and start coming in, it's like they're gliding. And so the anticipation is just crazy. Yes, I agree. And you're like, you, you know, you're not, you're not trying to peek up over the A-frame, but that's part of the deal. You know, it's awesome to see them just gliding in and they're like just kind of wavering in the wind and their long legs are just like just dangling, dangling. Yeah. and it's just awesome to watch that just a cool sight to behold and where whereas the geese they're like bombing in yeah and Quit. you know that if you miss all three shots on this round they're like we were saying earlier there's another flock half a mile away <laughs> right. and they're 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 locked in and they're coming no matter yeah. what and just, it was it's it was so interesting to me the difference because like the geese once they started cupping and, I mean, they were coming in, no doubt. You're like, okay, yeah, here we go. They're go- they're coming in for sure. Once the crane started cupping and, and you know, gliding in, they could see mm-hmm. one little thing, and then they were out of there. Yeah. And I, I feel like that first day that happened over and over and over again where we were like, okay, here they come, here they come, and then they were out of there. Mm-hmm. And they never called the shot. So I was like, it was really cool to see the difference in how the two birds acted. And as big as they are, you th- you think you're about to just get a close shot, and you're yeah, you know, six six and a half foot wingspan. I don't know how big those birds were, twelve fifteen pounds on the bigger uh, males. Yeah, just a massive bird yeah, coming in. Yeah, very very large. Yeah, it was awesome how it kind of worked out. We actually kind of had to work a little harder on the first day, right? And we knew we were going to be there the second day, and the second day it was not even fair how it ended <laughs> up. So it was kind yeah, cool of cool to kind of have both. 
uh, you know, what do you, would you call it? Both, but like both ends, ends of the spectrum. Of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause we had to work hard and take, take our time and really work the birds. And then the, the second day it was like, it was like all hell broke loose. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, they rained down. It yeah. seemed like, cause first day, and I don't know if we've mentioned this already. We went till like nine or nine thirty in the morning and the guys were giving us all a hard time because we took so long to kill our limit. But we, we did kill. shooting a hundred percent that day either. No, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. We had to get warmed up. And I think that's what helped the second day. Cause we went, we started, I think sunup was like seven and we went to like seven twenty. We were limited out. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. The 12 gauges were shooting. They were eating good that day. Oh yeah. We were, we were on point. Oh man. I, I was fired up. I, I felt like a world champion shotgun shooter that second day. And they, but they were also a lot closer that second day, too. That's true. Second I think morning. they switched up their uh, their uh, decoy pattern. Yeah, they did. They had the spread on both sides of us that second yeah. day. So it kind of – So our blind was kind of in the middle of the spread, and it wasn't – I don't think it was as big. Hmm. I think they used less decoys the second day, so the birds were coming in closer. Yep. That was the other cool thing is you, you go out on these goose hunts and you have, you know, a hundred dozen – just seems like countless decoys and, and socks and everything else out there to bring these birds and trick them. And these, uh, these cranes, I don't know what we had, maybe seven dozen, maybe yeah, eight, yeah. eight dozen, uh, not, not a lot day. of ducks or a lot of deeks rather. And, uh, different, different for sure. I don't know if it'd be interesting to see and, and learn how, if the bigger spreads actually spook them, if they're a little smarter or, or what the, the deal is with that. But those guys had it down. So yeah, for sure. And I have some, I was able to take some, I took my GoPro with me, had it on the end of my gun and, uh, the first day, and I wish I would have had it on there the second day, but I'll have to post some, some videos of, uh, that first day on our Facebook. Really good pics for you guys too. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that I thought was really cool was watching that dog work that first day. Yeah, it Um, was amazing. And like you said, Chance, they really took good care of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, I don't know if for those listeners who haven't, uh, done any research on crane hunting those cranes have about what did you say four inch long beaks yeah, at least and so uh one of their main defenses is you know pecking the eyes out of whatever's attacking them and so the dogs will wear goggles to protect their eyes for when they go recover these cranes because as good of a shot you say you are they're not always dead on the ground yeah you know so i thought that was really cool watching that dog work what y'all think he was awesome yeah, that dog would run out of that blind and hammer those cranes like full time, like a full form tackle. Yes. It, that was one of the coolest things. Is like I want to hurry up and shoot these three shots so I can watch the dog. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And it's amazing how far that dog will go. Tell him that story about the 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 dog trainer was telling us about the dog getting oh yeah so like up. I guess it was probably his first hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was telling us that uh you know been retrieving he's still a pup i don't even think he was a year old was he right or right out of year yeah, old no, dog maybe I'm he was not. still a pup but a huge dog 109 pound lab he's massive uh, and he he liked to work but i guess it was like his first crane hunt and he kind of just moseyed out there to retrieve one and it was still still had some uh some fight in him and he speared him like right in the armpit and got him pretty good he said he's bleeding pretty good but he said after that it was like Brody was saying, he was just full linebacker <laughs> mode after that. Just would just go out there and just. Well, you gonna let that was, happen again? Yeah, he was mad at him, and uh, <laughs> but you know, whenever 
we're out there having fun and the dogs having fun and it's like any other hunt if you're if you're hunting dogs or if you're on a mule in the mountains man it's just cool having the animals oh be absolutely a part of the hunt. and uh but that dog was just cool yeah you could tell that he was raised that way and trained good and had the For bloodline sure. and and he got it and, he and even it. even on our goose hunt watching that dog work i mean that dog would go he would run out to four or five hundred yards to recover those geese. And don't you remember there was two dogs going? There was that chocolate lab and the yellow lab. That's right. And they were both going at the same time. Yeah. That was really neat. It was impressive. Um, I thought of a funny story that happened to us uh, the second morning. We were going out to the field because, like, I guess we should talk a little bit about how the, the hunt goes. Like oh, yeah. What, so the first thing that happens is, like, the guide will go out the day before and kind of glass up or or uh, do some scouting to where these cranes are flying from and where they're going so they can catch their flight patterns. Um, so the night before, we'll get a text message because Brody set it all up so Brody would get the text message um, of where we're going to meet the next morning so we could all meet at the same place and go out to where we're going to hunt. So each morning we would meet at a gas station uh, somewhere around the Amarillo area, and then we would head out from there. We would all follow each other like a big uh, caravan. And this is all before daybreak. It's all pitch black. And we follow him going around these curves through these fields. And if, you ever, if you've never been to Amarillo, it is about as flat as flat can get. And there's um, wind turbines everywhere. And you can see for miles and miles and miles. Um, and so we're, we're following the guide out there. And once we get there, they'll pull their trailer out to the in the middle of this field because it's all flat. And they'll they'll set up the the blind, they'll set up the decoys and everything, which I thought was different from last year or the goose hunt last year because we helped them set all of it up. Yeah, I think that was just a matter of manpower having to put yeah. out that many decoys because they only had like what three dudes at, on the goose hunt. I think so. And then for this one, they had like four or five, which also that's a lot more decoys to set out for goose hunting. Right. But anyways. Um. So they would go. They would go set up everything. They'd set up the blind, set up the decoys, and everything. And then we'd just kind of hang out. Um, yeah, by our vehicles because we have yes. to park the vehicles far enough away to to not make the cranes flare off. Right. And so the second day, the the guys are all setting up and everything, and they're hauling guys back and forth from because they have this uh, pretty sweet Polaris that um, is decked out in waterfowl stuff. Anyways, that so they would meet us waterfowl gear whatever you want to call it uh Brody's making fun of me for the listeners <laughs> you're doing great buddy. <laughs> actually it, it was actually the first day was yeah, it, it was the first, first day morning. Yeah, it was the first morning. oh well the first morning um and it was it's still dark outside they're hauling guys back and forth oh yeah because the second day we all drove out in the field and mm. shined our lights out there like some backyard football while we all while they set up the decoys that's right um so the first morning they're hauling guys back and forth from the vehicles to the to the blind and it's me was it me and you and yeah. toby and uh we were like one of the last yeah group me of people and you to were like the last, last few guys and so uh chance came back chance bass the one of the guys not chance nelms um came back to get us and like on his way back there was this pickup truck with this trailer who was flying down this dirt road and like almost ran me over, like coming in hot. And so we stepped off and these two older gentlemen get out and ancient guys. 
were they were older. they were ancient <laughs> white-haired gentlemen um <laughs> and uh they get out and they come up to us and given us the third what is it the second degree what what do they say uh, might have even been the third degree might have been point. the third at degree the third yeah it was up there uh what is that saying i think it it's a third degree. third degree is it okay yeah. it's third degree i was gonna say third degree i was like no it's a second degree. it's hot <laughs> it's, 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 it was hot you know like a third degree burn the third degree burn yeah they were mad and they were probably still they were liquored up maybe yeah but they were questioning us yeah what are you boys doing here yeah are y'all going crane hunting? We're like, uh, yeah, we, that's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, just like giving us the hardest time or are, are y'all here with Toby? Where's Toby asking about where, where's Toby at? Who gave y'all permission to hunt here? Yeah. We're like, we don't know. We showed up this morning. <laughs> yeah. Like we are just here to have a good time. And, uh, they were really cramping our style and it ended up that the landowner and these guys have a ton of land lease. Like we mentioned this earlier, and I don't know exactly how much, but I mean, from how much would you say? Like, oh, I have no idea, but it's plenty, plenty enough to guide all waterfowl season. Yeah, you know, guide clients every day. I mean, it's a it's a lot 30 of thirty something thousand acres. Yeah, I mean, I a crazy amount of land. And uh, apparently, this landowner had given both guys permission to hunt this land, but Cadillac had the permission that day, or something or another. But it was just. I just thought that was the craziest thing was these guys are getting out, questioning us. Bowing up. Yeah. In the dark, in the freezing cold. Yeah. And so I uh, thought that was an interesting story to tell. Man, it's kind of like, it's it's a shame that it's like that with all these hunt permissions and right. stuff. But even these like well-run uh, outfitters have to deal with this mm-hmm. type of thing. So yeah. it's a bummer. Yeah, thank goodness for cell phones because they, they got it resolved really quick. and For sure. Those guys moved on their way, but. Yeah, it's Anyways. not a good look for, you know, don't be that guy. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to come up and be like, hey, you know, what do you guys, like, there's, a, there's, I guess there's a way to go about it. Yeah, I thought we were hunting here today. And yeah. Instead of going full, wasn't afraid of hitting an old man, you know. It was, just, it, was, it, was that, it was one of those tense moments, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think you were there. Oh. Yeah, I was one of the last to get shuttled out you were hiding in the hiding in the shadows in case you need an office linebacker or somebody (laughs) (laughs) good adventure though man yeah it was a lot of fun highly recommend i'm excited to do it next year and we actually got a little uh little bit of an itch all three of us yeah wanting to to spend some more money and (laughs) (laughs) start up another hobby oh yeah oh yeah for sure we've already done that too yeah yes we we've we come off that hunt and uh, midlife crisis, whatever's going on, and we're just <laughs> ordering decoys. I ordered the blind. Uh, yeah, because we Nick, uh, you ordered some mallard decoys. Yeah, and some... you ordered the blind, Chance. Yeah, we... you ordered the silhouettes for the yeah. cranes. Yeah, I ordered uh, five dozen crane silhouette decoys from and, Dive Bomb, and ordered uh, another dozen mallard floating decoys. Mm-hmm. And then I ordered some. Uh, mallard silhouettes and some a uh, dozen mallard socks from dive bomb so we're uh we're team waterfell now team we're, waterfell. we're ready, right. ready to go so maybe by the twin, between the uh, three of us we can need sam to buy the dogs <laughs> figure it out is ponied up yeah i agree what? oh wait sam's not here sam's not here for this one here? <laughs> I'm 
so yeah, no, like I think y'all were alluding to, uh, not not really ever been super into waterfowling, but kind of trying to start, you know, maybe doing a little duck hunting uh, around here, different deer leases and places kind of closer to where we live yeah and the good thing about duck season is it kind of extends beyond yeah. deer season and uh, you know that's an appeal i think to all of us For to sure. kind of make the hunting season last a little longer oh yeah and it's fun i I've, i think it's awesome to shoot yeah those birds. it's a if you've never gone waterfowling sitting in the blind with your buddies having a good time and then just the uh it goes from fun to intense really fast when you when you see them coming in um it's a, it's exciting for Did, sure didn't one of the uh, someone you know said once you start waterfowling, you're gonna yes only want to waterfowl yeah. from then on. Uh, Corey Lee. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably argue that. But. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just an art outdoors man. It's yeah, fishing. So and like you said, let's extend the season. Let's get into Some, into the birds and, and extend it through January. Yeah, we're just expanding our hunting profiles. Is all we're doing. And our wives are super proud. Oh yeah, they're the super happy full. about it. You know, the kids are. Getting you gotta better. have full freezers. Yeah, I've always said that. Uh, so let's kind of get into what kind of gear you guys brought, what y- y'all did to, or what y'all purchased to, to kind of prepare what, uh, what the listeners can expect if they want to go on their own crane hunt. Cool. Yeah. Um, so me personally, uh, I was able to get some, cause it's cold November, so it's cold out there and Amarillo is really windy. Uh, so it's good to get some, I would say get some good thermals some good um kind of windbreaking type camo yeah uh so that was one of the things that i brought that was awesome is whatever you know you need to wear it be camoed out but for sure because they're so keen of eyesight but uh having that wind blocker style yeah uh outerwear is man it's the best because that I, I don't know about y'all but I can kind of deal with cold, but that wind just the wind cuts is what, me, and yes. it just almost makes me mad. So if you're out there and you're comfortable <laughs> enough to not have the wind just whip ripping through your clothes, yeah, that was that's a you know hot tip right there. Yeah, definitely wind blocker. dress warm. Some some type of wind blocker camo, um, and another hot tip: these cranes have very good eyesight. Mm-hmm. So whatever you can do to, I guess, camouflage yourself, uh, the better the better luck you'll have. Yeah, we need to. I think we're gonna. We should paint your face next year. Mm-hmm. You should let me paint your face. I have some face paint at home. Yeah, let me do it. I'll do uh, it. Yeah, they were even not. talking like just the uh, the shininess of the shotgun shells was enough to deter them from coming in. So yeah, but quality gear makes the hunt better just because you're comfortable and you're not wet and cold. Absolutely, and just makes everything better. Y'all both broke in a shot new shotgun yeah, we, on the hunt. What kind of shotgun? Yeah, so have? hanging out Tell with uh, with Brody here, he's. He's always saying, you know, buy once, cry once, and I like that mentality because you, you buy you buy the before. best that you can afford, and it it lasts you for years to come. But I uh, I don't know. I got you know <laughs> maybe I went a little overboard, but Brody's always buying really nice stuff, so I try to keep up with him. But I went out and got that's a, his middle. A, that's uh, Brody's middle name. If y'all didn't know, is overboard. Yeah, Brody overboard Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> I got the uh, new uh, Franky. Uh, Elite 3.5, and I couldn't be more happy with it. It cycles good, and you can shoot as fast as you can pull the trigger, and it's got a nice uh, new-age camo to it. and mm. Just a smooth-running running weapon, for sure. It did look good. I uh, After last year, 
um, I took my dad's my dad's shotgun last year because I didn't have my own. And he told me, yeah, it'll shoot, you know, whatever shell you want. And so I bought three-inch shells, uh, two-shot, uh, steel shot, thinking that, oh, that'll work great. Uh, because for, for geese and, and bigger birds like that, you have to have a bigger shot. And so I get there, and the shotgun is chambered in two and three-quarter-inch shells. <laughs> and so uh, I get in the blind, first thing, first uh, wave of geese come through, and I shoot, and you know, it starts clicking on me because it didn't cycle. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Fortunately, uh, this one of the guys, two, he's sitting two seats down on the other side of Brody, He's like, hey, I brought an extra one, you know, and it was, I think he gave me a, he had a, it was a Stoger. Uh, and so after that hunt, I was like, this will never happen to me again. <laughs> and so I bought a, a Stoger M3500 in oh, yeah, um, yeah. the, uh, what kind of, what kind of camo is it? It's like the wetland, wetland camo or something like that. Um, anyways, and it performed fantastically. Really nice weapons for sure. Yeah, Man, I don't know about y'all. I might be kind of lame but i think it's awesome to break in a new weapon on like oh. a really good animal or a yes. really quality hunt and like i don't know it's kind of maybe it's sentimental but you almost always have that memory it like, is i i had a new rifle that i had bought to take out west to hunt and i had an opportunity to shoot a hog with it for the first thing and i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'm not shooting a hog with my new <laughs> rifle i'm right. gonna wait and shoot something good and so yeah. i don't know i don't know do y'all feel that way i do yeah I think I think it's cool because I mean I didn't think about it at the time, but now that you mention it, it is cool. Like the first animal I killed with it was a sandhill crane. Sure, and uh, that's a an animal that I've wanted to wanted to kill for a while, mm-hmm. and so it was it was pretty neat to get out there and get her done. Yeah, the, you know, just new guns are cool. Do your research on on your shells for those twelve gauges too, man. Because for sure, between that and your chokes, there's so many options. And then you know the new there's tungsten, there's steel, there's steel plated. All that stuff flies different. So do your research on what what uh, bird you're going after. Absolutely. Get the right stuff, right choke. Be sure to pick an outfitter that, that yeah, knows so what like, they're talking about, too. Yeah. Cadillac wanted us to have steel shot, but we didn't have to have steel shot in Texas for hunting the cranes. Yeah. Um, but we did just to be safe and follow their guidelines. But then there's extra those extra tags we're, that we had to get as well. Which for is, sure. Wasn't a big deal, especially yeah. with the new app with parks and wildlife yeah. yeah so if you buy your uh if you want to hunt sandhill cranes you have to have a sandhill crane hunting permit and it's uh, it doesn't cost anything uh on your uh, when you buy your license in texas but um you do have to have it on there and then you also have to buy your uh federal waterfowl stamp which is i think it's 25 what, is it 25 yeah that and the good thing right. about those is you know, even if you're on the fence about if you're going to do any waterfowling this year, if you go ahead and spend that 25 when you buy your license, no matter where you are in the United States, that money goes to conservation, you yeah. know. So I always kind of, it's kind of like a donation. I yeah, think it's a absolutely. good thing to do, even if you don't plan on doing any waterfowling. I it's agree. A, it's a cool stamp, too. I know when I, you know, my grandfather, whenever growing up, that's all we did is waterfowl. We didn't do any big game. And uh, when he passed away, my cousin got all his uh stamps he had it oh he kept so, oh really that's geez, cool i think it was like 50 60 years of of stamps it was it's really cool that is cool i didn't even think about to keep mine i never have but i and i didn't grow up waterfowl hunting like that and so i my the first time getting a waterfowl stamp was like 
last year, I think, because yeah. we were going, we were planning on going goose hunting, and so that was it. Um, but if you guys don't have anything else, no. we'll go ahead and wrap her up. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you two for for jumping on the podcast. Uh, Chance, thanks for hosting us in this uh, awesome man cave of yours. Glad to have you out again. Well, we'll do it again. Yeah, eventually. Um, Brody, we'll have you on again. I'm sure you'll go on many more uh, Western hunts. We'll see. Hopefully. But, guys, thanks for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast. If you haven't yet, go check out fallobsession.com. That is the hub where you'll find all of our content. You'll find our podcast on there. Uh, You can listen to these podcasts everywhere. You can listen to a podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll, you'll find them there. FollowUpSession.com also has our store, and these shirts are some of the most comfortable shirts. I know you guys got some today, so hopefully you'll enjoy them. I know I do. Our website has recipes, um, articles, all kinds of reviews. Uh, if you guys need some reviews on gear, if you haven't yet, uh, just go check it out. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet. Um, I think that's it. I think that's everything. Thanks again, guys, for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast. We'll see you later. See it, want it, buy it, own it. <laughs> Shout out to Little Flip. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>